0: Welcome back to our podcast, Regulation Matters, A Clear Conversation. Once again, I'm your host, Lyne Dempsey. I'm currently the Chief Compliance Officer with Rick Benny Associates Family Dentistry and Commonwealth Dentistry here in North Carolina in Virginia. I'm also CLEAR's President for the 2022-2023 year. As many of you are aware, the Council on Licensure, Enforcement, and Regulation will CLEAR it is an association of individuals, agencies, and organizations that comprise the international community of professional and occupational regulation. This podcast is an opportunity for you to hear about important topics in our regulatory community. Joining us for today's episode is Dan Heredith, Secretary of the Wisconsin Department of Safety and Professional Services. We're glad to have you with us here today.
1: Glad, glad to be here today. Uh, really uh, appreciate the invitation. And, um, you know, I, I said it just a minute ago, but just really excited to be uh, participating with, with CLEAR. Uh, we, we feel like our participation with your organization brings a lot of value to the work that we do day in and day out.
0: That's fantastic. And we're glad to have our listeners with us today. Now, I understand that the Wisconsin Department of Safety and Professional Services is the state agency responsible for the majority of occupational licensing, as well as construction regulation. So today we'd like to talk with you about some of the technology initiatives that the department is undertaking. So for your agency, I guess, what is the I guess the biggest technology priorities for you at the moment?
1: Yeah, I you know we're in the, the midst of, of really a multi-year, uh, multi-phase technology overhaul of our agency. Our our agency is is a relatively young agency. Uh, professional licensure has existed in Wisconsin uh, for many decades, uh, uh, and but the we only recently became the Wisconsin Department of Safety and Professional Services. Various pieces of our organization were embedded in other agencies. Um, and in 2011, our uh, those pieces were bought together to form our agency, and so um, we're we're really in the midst of that that organization building process uh, alongside the the technology building process. And I think um, I, I almost like don't don't like to focus on technology um, uh, when I answer that question. And and what I like to focus on is is empowerment. Really, it's that foundational idea about what our organization can do for the citizens of the state of Wisconsin. And 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 uh, through that, we define what the technology should do for the citizens of Wisconsin. So for us, it was really about uh, identifying all of our processes and determining how can we uh, enable our uh, citizens to drive those processes forward. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, while we're the regulator, these these processes are really owned by the people of Wisconsin, and so they should be uh, most empowered to, to to move through those processes at whatever speed and whatever level of comfort they may have with with that uh, that effort. Um, so for for us, we we did move to uh, enhancing our uh, licensing process. We really moved from uh, what was what traditionally a a manual process augmented by technology to now a, a, a technology based process a, a full uh, update of of that I- embedded in the technology and so uh, what the new technology enables us to do enables the citizens of Wisconsin to do is really sit in the driver's seat of their of their application process and 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 tell us when they're ready to move it forward
0: now I think what you're talking about there is uh, this you know a uh, self-guided, cloud-based, online license application and renewal process that you talk about. What what do you guys call it? We call it licensee. Uh, licensee. Okay, that's awesome. So, I guess what's the difference between that and um, you know this platform, and like, and how would that make this different for the applicants of the department?
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. So, so it, the 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 system we used to use was really I I I think of it back in my my restaurant days, right? Uh, growing up uh, FIFO, so first in, first out. It was really the application came in the door and the oldest application got touched first and, and, and the third and fourth and fifth time it got touched, it was, it was the same thing, just cycling through that list. And for us uh, internally, that really created an inef- inefficient use of resources, right? Uh, it meant we were touching applications that, that were at various stages of the process that maybe weren't ready for our review or for our input. And this new system allows us internally to better identify those applications that are ready for our review and input uh, and to move those forward most quickly. For the applicant side, it it does just that. It says uh, it enables the applicant to really determine when they're ready to submit the documentation um, and and drive that process forward. And and that um, allows them to move as quick or as slow as they'd like through the process as opposed to. Um, the, the end driving the process. Now the applicants driving the process.
0: So obviously it sounds like, and you kind of touched on there, this improves the service uh, opportunities, at least for that. Um, I guess, can you speak more specifically on how this modernizing of your technology has done that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for, for us internally, uh, when an applicant submits a piece of documentation uh, that, uh, automatically updates the applicant's file with with the documentation and then tells uh, the plan- the reviewer the person who is assigned that application that new material has come in the door and so instead of the guesswork of maybe the application has new, Uh, documentation that needs to be reviewed, maybe it doesn't. Now our folks internally know the minute a piece of documentation has been submitted or the minute a change has been made, and, and that allows them to put their
0: focus on that application that's most active in the process. That's that's fantastic. That certainly does seem to make it easier on staff too when they're dealing with a lot of different applications like that, especially as large as this is. Um, what have been, I guess, your biggest challenges um, for launching and rolling out a project of this nature?
1: Well, I you know I think internally the biggest challenge is there was that culture shift away from a queue. So, it, it, Wisconsin, we have a strong German heritage, and and we like our lines. And, and we don't like people jumping in line. And so, you know, we had lots of conversations with staff internally about, about really shifting the mindset of folks away from uh, needing to service the person who's been in the line the longest to needing to service the person who's most active in the process and whose application is ready for review. And externally, it, it's really just been about reorienting people towards the process. And I I think for us, um, you know, we're blessed to have a, a lot of folks in a lot of different industries throughout the state that are really engaged in our processes. And, and with that engagement comes, uh, both opportunity and responsibility. Uh, there's, there's the opportunity of sort of leveraging these folks to, to help applicants move, move through the process, to help educate applicants and to help, uh, educate industries. But then it, the, the responsibility on our side is to make sure that we're providing them with the information they need to, to be that, um, that sort of workforce multiplier that is so valuable.
0: I know in North Carolina, when we, you know, know, we used to work with the North Carolina dental board and when they rolled out like their ability to renew online um, and they no longer sent out reminders in the snail mail, they don't even send out the renewal in the snail mail. They were, they were met with some resistance, probably some of the, the uh, you know, I don't want to say older population, that's not a good uh, nomenclature for it, but maybe uh, more technology challenged individuals. Have you run into that kind of uh, difficulties uh, in this process?
1: You know, certainly that, that has been something that we've seen. Um, I will say that we have been shifting uh, towards a email-based notification system for several years so that that effort really predated our our effort to shift to the the electronic platform and so that that smoothed the way on that front Uh, i'll say in terms of uh meeting that challenge i think it that's where that shadow uh workforce if you will that workforce multiplier comes in with all of the different stakeholders and, and folks that um are are invested in our processes They've really done a, a nice job of working with us hand in hand to get that information out there and to help some of those uh, folks who, who they know of who may be less technologically savvy uh, navigate the process. And, and uh, you know, we've already renewed over 40,000 licenses uh, in this system. Um, I expect that number to grow exponentially over the next year as we add the remainder of our professions into the system. And so, uh b- just really excited about what it's been able to do, do for both, uh, us as a department, but also for the citizens.
0: That's fantastic. So I guess, um, you know, having worked on this project for a while, what's kind of the, your biggest insight that you've had from it so far? You know,
1: it, it's an interesting uh, question. I, I think one of the questions I get often, which, uh, uh, is, it's sort of a chicken and egg question, right? If, if, um, you know should should you do process improvement first and then update and and, and invest in the platform or should you do uh, update and invest in the platform second and you know out of out of necessity we we did uh, the platform first and and sort of have been doing the process improvement along the way um, but i'll say that the insights that a modern system can give you into into your processes into the data that you you have that that older systems may not provide has been invaluable and i don't even think if we had done some of the process improvement up front that that those conclusions that we would have come to would be valid today based on what we know the system can do for us and the insights it's given us into our data you know i would certainly recommend um uh, you know for anyone who's interested in updating their uh, licensing system to definitely set aside a piece of a, your budget to to do that iterative process changes after after the initial projects over because i think where we're at right now is we every day we find sort of new high value tasks that that we can take and change with technology that that will yield a better experience for the applicant and yield more efficiency for us internally
0: that's scary information to have, I guess, for other regular regulators that were maybe um, considering updating a, an antiquated system or upgrading their technology, you, you know, that have a desire for this kind of better service. Um, what other advice other than that um, would would you, you know, having gone through this, would you be able to provide for for our, our audience? Yeah, I, I think... Um...
1: I can speak a little bit to, to why we chose a cloud-based vendor. I, you know, traditionally in government, we right we build these systems, and then we hold on to the system for 20 or 30 years. And you know, the system's good for the first five to 10 years, and then it's okay for 10 more years, and then it's terrible for 10 years. And I think that the cloud-based system really, uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a buy a leased vehicle kind of guy. I'm more of a purchase the vehicle kind of guy. But but in the context of government. Uh, and especially in the context of licensing regulation, where you know it seems like every legislative session there's there's updates and there's changes and there's shifting priorities to to have that flexibility and that that capability to to shift with those priorities from a from a technology standpoint is really critical and I, the cloud-based platforms really provide that um, to us. you know in in terms of advice, uh, you know i I would just say uh, that that the stakeholder engagement is really critical for. For us, as an umbrella agency, um, and I know you spoke to your experience in North Carolina. It sounds like you have more of a, of a board-based model. Um, you know, w- we have such a breadth of stakeholders, and and each each board, each profession is going to have different priorities and different needs and different processes. And so, I think investing in In that work with your stakeholders really growing uh your technology alongside your stakeholder group and bringing them along for the ride is critical uh to to the success of the the program you know by the time you get to the end and and you're done um upgrading there's always going to be critics right nothing's nothing's ever going to be perfect for everybody Um, but by investing in that time up front having those conversations um they 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 have a higher level of, of commitment and buy-in to, the, to what's being built. And, and it helps to, to minimize some of the, the grumbling that you might experience otherwise.
0: Well, as you uh, near, you know, adding this to, to all of your licensing uh, organizations, um, as you start to look towards future projects, um, either no ones again or enhancements, you know, kind of as we touched about like there, um, what do you envision for your department, um, you know, and the way you serve your applicants and 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 other residents of of the state of Wisconsin?
1: Yeah, for for me, it's about automation, uh, and I know that that can be a bit of a scary word. And I think even recently we we've heard of the the national investigation, uh, the Nightingale investigation into transcript fraud. And and I, I do want to be clear when I say automation, I don't mean we want are, are going to automate away the safety and the, the, the due diligence that, that our teams need to do uh, to ensure we're, we're only allowing the qualified individuals to enter the workforce. Um, what I mean is taking those tasks, those, those, those mid and low level tasks that don't add as much value. Um, and to me, automation really provides me the opportunity to refocus our team on those tasks and on the review of documentation that is critical. Uh, to ensuring the the safety of the citizens of Wisconsin, and so um, a lot of uh, to get to automation in licensing, a lot of that has to do with with electronic integrations with nas- national vendors and national testing organizations, and and with you know for our agency with over you know eighty different professions and two hundred and forty different licenses, uh, you know that's not going to happen overnight, and and quite frankly, it's not going to make uh, a business sense to automate and to integrate in every case. But, but uh, building out the platform in a way that you have that flexibility to add those integrations and those automations over time, uh, as the, the business case can be made, and as budgets allow, um, is, is really what I think is the, the critical next step. And it's going to be an ongoing effort.
0: Excellent. Well, it's been great to hear uh, about your agency's experience and the journey that you have taken uh, on modernizing your technology. You know, one of the great benefits of being involved with Clear is being able to hear from our our other regulators and learn from each other about the challenges and successes. Um, So thank you, Dan, for speaking with us today.
1: Absolutely. I really enjoyed being here and uh, looking forward to the next conference.
0: Uh, yes, absolutely. That'll be in uh, Salt Lake. Looking forward to that. Actually, right before that, we've got the uh, International um, in Dublin, but uh, it's certainly been a pleasure. And, you know, we also, to our listeners, would like to continue this conversation. Um, and here are some questioners for you guys to, to think about. Uh, what level of service should regulators be providing their applicants in, and registrants? Is there anything technology that shouldn't be used for or shouldn't be done? Um, we greatly appreciate and thank our members for your feedback. We've recently launched a new regulatory network platform, and questions like these will be posted there for member feedback and discussion. If you haven't already joined the CLEAR Regulatory Network, we invite you um, encourage you to do that and, and be a part of these online discussions. I also want to thank our listeners for tuning in for this episode. We'll be back with another episode of Regulation Matters, a clear conversation very soon. And if you're new to the Clear Podcast, please subscribe to us. You can find us on Podbeam or any of your favorite podcast services. And if you've enjoyed this podcast service, please leave a rating or comment in the app. Those reviews help us improve our ranking and make it easier for new listeners to find us. Feel free also to visit our website at www.clearhq.org additional resources as well as a calendar of upcoming programs and events. Finally, I'd like to thank CLEAR staff, specifically Stephanie Thompson, content coordinator and editor for our program. Once again, I'm Lion Dempsey and I hope to be speaking to you again very soon.